0: So, welcome back to uh, 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 not another exciting <laughs> edition of the, Com- oh, the opposite. This, this one might be exciting. Well, yeah, it depends if, if you have a morbid fascination with things. This is like a, a necrophiliac's dream podcast coming up as we oh, try to... Is that... Maybe that doesn't mean what I think it means. I, mean, I don't think it does. Yes, we will not be having sex with the corpse of the cubs. <laughs> Although we... There are other things. Why that, like, not?
1: Everyone else is. <laughs>
0: uh, well, it does have to go to St. Louis over the weekend. So God knows oh, what will happen to it down there. Oh, my God. So anyway, I'm I'm Andy. And uh, with me for this uh, exciting edition is Sam. Hello. So Sam, how uh, how else can these fine podcast listeners consume your content?
1: Well, other than, you know, long walks on the beach and – glass of red wine. Uh, I am the editor and writer of Faxes from Uncle uh, You can find us on Twitter at RealFansProgram or you can find my personal Twitter feed at, uh, at Fellsgate, and that's where you can mostly consume everything I have to offer. Um, so that's me. I guess we got a lot to get to here, Andy, so you might as well just dive right in.
0: So I would... When I I did the podcast by myself last week and
1: as well you should.
0: As I was doing it, the Cubs uh were being is that when they're getting beaten by Sonny Gray No, it was no, the Tyler... No, that was when they were getting
1: beat by Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley game. I suppose I owe uh your dear listeners, our our listeners now, I guess, an apology. Uh, my last two late September October forays in Uh, Last season were game 163 in the wild card game where the Cubs scored two runs. My last September-October outings this year were the class two Reds games where they scored three runs, uh, including not being able to get to one Tyler Malley. So the problem, Theo Epstein, might just be me. I may be the problem, and if I have to be banned from the park (laughs) from August 31st on, I won't like it, but I will do it for the team. If they diagnose that to be the major issue.
0: So I would say if you, if someone told me at the end of that podcast that we would podcast at our normal time again, a week later, and they would not have won a game in between. I can't say that I wouldn't have believed it because I mean, that's kind of this this season's modus operandi.
1: It's also very cub. But had you
0: told me they were going to have a lead in every game, but one, I probably would have still believed that. But I would not have believed the getting – I never was that optimistic. I always dreaded the, the seven games against the Cardinals at the end of the season because I just I just did.
1: Because mm-hmm. you've seen it too many times.
0: So if you had told me before that series they were going to get swept, I would have certainly believed it. I Even with the Cubs, though, I would not have believed the way that they did it.
1: Oh well, if you're going to get swept, you might as well like <laughs> do it in historic fashion.
0: <laughs> find a find just a crippling way to lose every single one of those games.
1: Yeah, I I was somewhat looking forward to them because I thought it was the only way to salvage this season. Like even like let's let's say the schedule had ended differently and they actually played well and they won or won the division or got to the wild card with, like, 92 wins, 91 wins. I mean, it would have been like, eh, I mean, that's good, but eh, whatever. You know, but, like, the fact that they could have, like, rubbed the Cardinals' nose, and I'm like, okay, here is something that we can at least pull from this season. Yes, it would have been great. Um, now, that doesn't mean I thought it was going to happen, but at least I was like, well, here is hope that I will get something out of these mm-hmm. six months. Um. But I knew in the back of my mind that this was a possibility. I didn't know that it was going to be like this, obviously. And then, I mean, I, I guess I want—I sh- I should get upset about last night, but that—that's a team that's just given up and quit. No. I don't—I don't think there's anything to be drawn from that. Uh, Andy, as you know, in our brief time together here over the past few months, I, I try and let the heat go out of things and. Try and be level-headed about things. There's, there's no being level-headed about this past weekend, of course. Uh, we do have to say that losing four, well, five one-run games in a row, um, there is an, um, there has to be an element of bad luck. Now, I'm not saying that's the main reason or even close to it, but you have to at least admit that there is some slice of just insane misfortune well, in that. I would say if, you, if they play those... Thankfully, they don't do this. Yeah, this if, they, never...
0: if they played those four games against the Cardinals, that's set 10 times. And the Cubs played basically, just the Cubs played the way they did. They would have swept the Cardinals as many times as they got swept. Probably. That's, that's the kind of bad luck that they succumbed to.
1: I'm not sure because there's clearly a difference in the bullpens. Well, I will um... just say
0: that on Saturday, I literally laughed out loud at the Paul DeJong home run.
1: The Yachty uh, one,
0: I just sat there and went, of course that happened. And then they could barely finish the replay. Right. And DeJong was – and I literally laughed out loud. Like, you know, that's – all right, that's it.
1: Well, I don't know if our listeners have come here for meaning or if they've come here for answers. I know we can't provide either. Um, I know when Theo Epstein's State of the Union comes on Monday – Uh, People are going to be looking for one definitive thing, and and there just isn't one. Uh, And I don't want to be the score caller saying, how come no one's talking about? (laughs) Um, Because people are talking about everything. But to me, the thing I get back to is the absolute failure of your starting rotation. We know the lineup had its weak spots. We know the bullpen was very thin. But we can go back all the way to the San Diego series. We can go back before that. And John Lester and Jose Quintana have been simply terrible. Yep. And Cole Hamels was hurt. Yes, and worse than terrible. And worse than terrible. And so, should not
0: have been. One of the themes that we're, we can we get to through the season is the Cubs seemingly figuring that players can just play through these injuries. Right. Chris Bryant can play through his bad knee. Javi can Me. play through all of his bad whatever. Right. Cole this Hamels can pitch his way through it. It's like I, it, I – we'll get back to something I said before. It's like they forgot that the disabled list got shortened to 10 games. They think it got raised to 20. Yes, clearly. Because um, they just don't want to use
1: it. So even in that Pirates series where they scored a million runs, They still, and I don't know that they used a reliever who really mattered, but they burned through all the guys they would have to use. So they do that, and now everyone's not as rested as they should be. You have the first game against the Reds where Rowan Wick is throwing two innings for some reason. And so, again, other than Hendricks and Darvish, you get nothing from your rotation, and now you're asking guys – who shouldn't who barely should be asked to be pitching the majors at all, to throw a lot of innings and a lot of pitches, and you get what you get. And that that's one of the reasons I'm convinced they rushed Kimbrell back. You can you can show me his velocity all you want. He was not sharp. He should have never, ever been in a big spot the first within hours of coming off the I L. And there he was on Thursday. There he was on Saturday, clearly not ready. Yep. It forces you to try and get through the ninth with you, Darvish. I don't think anyone argues with that call. It just didn't work. And so the biggest question to me, because to me, you know, and we'll do the hot stove podcast, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. to me, like, okay, going into next season, like the lineup problems aren't, they don't they don't seem that, is whether Cassiano stays or not. The lineup problems just aren't as big as people think. You've got five really good hitters. And I'm throwing Schwarber on the list. I don't think any of them are going anywhere. But if, if, if I had to guess if they, if they said which one do you think they'd trade, if they trade any of them, I guess it's Contreras. Um you don't have to add that much to the lineup to make it it's still a pretty good lineup. Like their overall their run scores pretty good. Uh the bullpen, we know, okay, they failed once, but they can probably fix that pretty easily. Wick looks like he's gonna be Something of use. The other Wick might be as well. Uh, Kimbrel with an actual spring training, an actual progression is never going to be Craig Kimball again, but he'll still be good. Yeah, and like he's not a six ERA guy. Let's be honest here; he's not going to be that bullpen fiction. But right now, their biggest question going forward is what they're going to do with the rotation. They cannot go into next year with Darvish, Hendricks, followed by Lester, maybe Quintana, and Tyler Chatwood. That's two fifths of a rotation. Yep. John Lester's a fifth starter right now. And that's probably what he's going to be, unless you find some sort of buyout and let him just wander off into the pasture for his last year. Uh, Quintana, they have an option on him, which is awfully cheap. I saw some people suggesting not even exercising. Not, no, like, that's, not even, not that's even exercising would be idiotic. Okay, It's $10.5 million. Right, you can even exercise your, it and trade him if you want. Even if he's right.
0: your fifth starter, you can't find one
1: for that. <laughs> right. So that would, but you've got to add someone to this rotation now it's not going to be Strasburg it's it's not going to be Cole I don't know if Zach Wheeler moves the needle enough but they got to figure out something he doesn't
0: move my needle I'll tell you that
1: Uh, I wouldn't think so uh and I think what we 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 we, you know we obviously pine for 2016 and how great that lineup was and how they won every game 10 to one but I don't I feel like we're not focusing on the one enough instead of the 10 like we forget how good the rotation was that year, even with a fading Arrieta. Uh, even Jason Hamill was good that year, um, and so you know, to me, it all it starts right there. Unless they're going to get creative, uh, which they haven't really shown an inclination to do, and use an opener around there and have Azale throw four innings in that spot. I don't know, um, but
0: I, I thought that, I, th- I thought Quintana was an opener.
1: Well, he's a bad one. If he, pitched, he is. He's
0: been pitching like it,
1: <laughs> right? Two would so, hit the showers. I mean, and, that, and that's not even. I mean, that's not even totally fair because they actually pitched well against the Reds. They, they just didn't score enough. Um, and they pitched well. The games Hendricks and Darvish started against the Cardinals, yep. but you know, like, one you ran into Jack Flaherty, who's simply unhittable right well, now. Well, and they
0: probably should have won that game.
1: And they probably should have won that game.
0: Well, they should have won uh, all four of them
1: at some yeah. point. Exactly, but they also should have lost all four. Yes, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the first thing that's on everyone's mind is is what's going to happen with Joe Madden. Uh, they were hinting today that it's not as clear cut as they say. I'm well, who was hinting? i not. It right. seems like
0: Joe was hinting. Seems like
1: Joe's hinting, and Joe's, I. I loved Joe's been resp-
0: hinting for quite a while.
1: I loved your response to him saying. Well, it's not a one-sided decision. Well, yes, it kind of is. Yes, yes, it is. If the Cubs in the front office say we're not bringing you back, that's it. You can't just show up to work in in Mesa like your Costanza. Yeah, he's just going to do that and <laughs> like pretend so. he didn't get fired. No. Um,
0: S- squat in the manager's office. And
1: I think what's going to piss off people is is who they're going to hire is going to have no managerial record whatsoever. They're going to hire the recently retired player, whether it's David Ross or Mark DeRosa or someone like that. So we're not going to have anything to go on. We can sit here and speculate, oh, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. We have no idea. We won't know until we get into the next season. They're not going to hire Bruce Bochi. They're not going to hire someone who's got a tracker. They're going to hire someone who is going to do what they say, basically, right? Like, that's... Now, That's how this is going to go.
0: But if there was a manager out there who the last two seasons he managed won 97 and 95 games, wouldn't you want to hire that guy?
1: Then who would that guy be? It's Dusty Baker.
0: Let's bring him back. Let's run through the dust bag era one more time.
1: I, I mean, for for you and me, the material would never stop. Yeah,
0: I used uh, all of it. I used it all. <laughs> and don't ever want to revisit it.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't need to do it again. But That's I saw somebody...
0: Some it wasn't Bob Nightingale, amazingly, because he's been carrying Dusty's water for since the seventies. Right. But somebody else tweeted that out and said, "Why won't Dusty get another job?" And it's like because it's
1: seventy, right?
0: The regular season is like half that job,
1: yeah. and
0: he's an abject failure at the other half. So no, he doesn't get to keep fucking up playoff series <laughs> for people. He had his chance. He got more than enough chances. Yeah. He botched them all. Go away.
1: Go away. Well, and that's the other thing I've seen is that I'm a little annoyed by is this idea that the Cubs have just collapsed since they won the World Series. Again, You, I know that we all remember what happens at the end of the season, and that defines the whole thing, but you're still only talking about a handful of games. I don't know that last year's team is a step backward in any way. Again, we keep saying this. They won 95 games with half of Chris Bryant. And half, you know, they didn't get they got eight starts from Darvish, they got eight half a season, or not even they got two months, out of Cole Hamill. So that was a good team. It just happened to play in a division with a team that had well, for what we didn't know the time would be the first of two miraculous seasons and finishes and went cold for two games. So um, if
0: if in twenty fifteen, right before the season started, if someone yeah, had told you yeah. over the next five years, they're gonna make the playoffs four times. Right. They're going to go to three, three NLCSs. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I, well, I count it as the playoffs because it you is. You go
1: ahead and do that. They're
0: going to make it four times. Okay. They're going to go to three NLCSs. They're going to win the first pennant since 1945 and the first World Series since 1908. Would anyone have looked at that at the, at the beginning and said, oh, my God, what a failure? Of course not.
1: Well, so the fact that we look
0: at it from the other side and think the same thing is – ludicrous this whole idea that well they should be a dynasty and this should be number one the window whether they bring joe back or not and they're not gonna is not closed no this year ownership decided to punt the season they just did there were noticeable holes in the team that they said nope we already spent enough figure it out for nothing
1: well, I'm not a Ricketts defender, and you know that, but I think the verb "punt" is probably a little strong. What they weren't was all in. Um,
0: well, I, to me, that's. I mean, that, that I, team, maybe it's a- the team at the end of last season—had a had flaws that were yes. very obvious, and they said to their general manager, "Go ahead and fix the flaws with what you got." Right. That to me is that to me is. In effectively punting it, the tortured analogy I used on this podcast earlier in the year, before you joined us, was <laughs> so. Let's say, let's say you you come into some money. Let's say you're let's just say your dad comes into some money, and he buys you a really nice house. Yeah, and you put a two hundred and thirty six thousand dollar roof on the house, mm-hmm. and. After a while,
1: I don't know what roofs cost, but that sounds like you know, a lot. I'm, I'm
0: using the, I'm using their payroll and knocking off three okay. zeros from it. Okay. After a while, all of a sudden, there's a big hole in the roof, and it starts to rain, and your house is getting ruined because you have a hole in the roof. Would you sit there and go, "I already spent two hundred thirty-six thousand dollars on this roof. I can't spend it anymore to fix it. I'm just gonna <laughs> let I'm just gonna let the rain fuck up the house." That's exactly what they did last year. They knew they didn't have a good enough team to win, and they just said, eh, figure it out. Maybe during the season we'll luck into some money, and you could fix some holes, which is what they tried to do. And it almost got them to limp into the playoffs, but it didn't.
1: Well, your analogy has some flaws, but I'm not going to go through all of them. So I get what you're saying. At the same time, I could make the argument that if you paid a roofer $236,000, to fix your roof, you'd be like, "Why does my roof have a hole in it?" Well, then, wouldn't
0: you try to? Wouldn't you somehow hold your roofer accountable? I, don't, I would. I don't... But,
1: but what does that look if you're if you're saying it's you, short of you publicly
0: flog Theo,
1: take him out, he take he him sort out, of
0: has. take him out by the Ernie Banks statue and give him a good whacking in full public view.
1: But you're not going to fire Theo. Nothing that's happened here is is a fire Theo a bull offense. No. He
0: hasn't had a good season. I, to me, he's the made- to, to me the biggest fuck up they 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 hung Theo out to dry. If we are to believe what I think we both believe, which is that when they projected the payroll for him out season to season, they then changed one of the numbers on him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The one for this season clearly went down, and now yes. he's like, "Oh shit! I wouldn't have done two things I did last year had I known you were going to take money away from me this year."
1: Right. Well, I don't know that they knew they were going to take money away from them this year. Something is up. Well, like, I, the, well, I, it's probably marquee, but they just did not get whatever projections or the deal or whatever it is. They did not get what they thought they were getting from that. Because I think like their payroll for this year, just it kind of came as a surprise to everybody. Uh, they And no one seems to know exactly why. It can't be attendance. We know that. Um, it can't be for lack of merchandise shaking cub
0: fans down for every possible penny they possibly could. Right.
1: I mean, maybe that- the maybe the properties around Wrigley haven't netted what they thought. I find that hard to believe, but it could be. I I saw, you know, back in the last winter that well, they they have the cash, it's just none of it is liquid. It's all tied up in the network and the and the, and mostly the structures around the park. I don't know enough about business to to know if that's True or not? Um, yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's a failure at every level: ownership, front office, managing players, medical staff, every level. Co- you know, coaches below Joe Madden. I mean, but I, I mean, are we gonna are they gonna roll into two thousand twenty with yet another pitching coach and another hitting coach? I mean, at some point, it's just the guys on the field, and. I wrote about this in my series rap Saturday's early, the early part that I gave was truly frustrating. Cause when the Cardinals first turned it around, I believe they made it five, three, they did it off simple opposite up the middle field singles from Molina and Fowler Fowler and someone where they weren't trying to hit a six run homer. Yeah. They just took good pitches. Mind you, I. Uh, and just line it up the middle, which has been exactly what the Cubs have refused to do for two years now. And that doesn't come down to coaching, because I'm sure the coaches have told them that. That is just players who simply will not do it. Yeah. I and mean, we know Rizzo will. We know Bryant kind of will, not really. But he doesn't he really shouldn't have to. Yeah. It's not in Baez's DNA. But Javi has been
0: around for a month anyway, so Right.
1: But, you know, when your team captain, Anthony Rizzo, is more than happy to simply just dunk one over the infield's head when it's called for, everyone should be taking cues. And they just don't. And that's on the players. But I find it, I would find it ridiculous if they trade Wilson Contreras or Kyle Schwarber, and they say something like, well, they're good hitters, but we need to bring in someone here who only hits singles. That's that's not how it works. <laughs> like that's just not how it works. No, and Joe's, you need the guys who do hit the three run homers when it's on offer.
0: I mean, Joe's whole—if he has a hitting mantra, it's use the big part of the field.
1: Right, and they don't. And they don't. So that's not on the—that's not on him. That's the players. But they have to find some way to get through to these guys. Look, if the pitcher makes a mistake or you get a fastball or you want it, yeah, take it to the downs. But if you don't, and you got to hit a pitcher's pitch, it's got to go up the middle. It's got to go the other way. We can't have it on the ground. We can't have you whiffing. It doesn't seem to be that hard. Everyone else does it. <laughs> the other thing is, you know, the Cubs as a team, they don't hit the ball very hard. Uh, they hit a lot of home runs, but if you look at, like, contact numbers and hard contact rates, like, Schwarber is the only one who kind of is up amongst the leaders Top forty or whatever of exit velocity and all that. Chris Bryant doesn't hit the ball very hard. I just sort of wonder if the game hasn't really changed on them much quicker than they anticipated, and they just haven't adjusted for it. Um, they don't have a they don't have a great strikeout staff. You need you kind of need one of those. Shouldn't be that hard. In this era, um, they don't make hard contact. It's it's, it's all very strange. And I think I think the Cubs have gotten caught cold by teams adjusting how they play so quickly. Usually, this takes a few years. It took like two yeah. for everyone. For well, I say everyone, but really, we're talking about the Brewers here, and I guess the Cardinals. You're never going to convince me this Cardinals bunch is anything special. Uh, the only star on that team is Flaherty. Uh, everyone else is just kind of plodding along, and uh, but the Cubs have fallen back to them.
0: Yes, I mean if you. If you did the the old newspaper game of previewing a series by comparing players at their own positions,
1: well, yes, the old crosstown thing that Gonzalez when, and Sullivan right, used to do.
0: When it, it, if Javi's healthy, the Cubs you pick the Cub player at almost every position over the Cardinals,
1: still pretty much. And yet,
0: they are second base
1: would be like the right. only one. Yep. Maybe center field, depending on who's there. But I'm not
0: taking fucking Harrison Bader over even. No, Hale.
1: I guess I'm not either.
0: I think you. I think it's only. I mean, some people will make the case for the the brilliant leadership of Yachty yeah. behind the plate, and clearly second base because the Cubs don't, don't have, have second. a second base. Although didn't uh, didn't Colton Wong rip his hamstring off his leg in the Cub series?
1: He sure did. Oh, that's too bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just. I feel so bad
1: for them. I'm sure you do.
0: So, one of the things that gets, we're seeing more and more, oh, it's just vocal idiots on Twitter, which is everybody, but right. is this whole idea that, you know, there's a lot of people who just can't wait for Joe to go. And this whole idea, I've seen it several times, where like, they need they need to get a hard ass in there's going to make these guys play hard. Mm. I defy anyone to show me examples down the stretch of the Cubs losing a single game because they didn't fucking try hard enough. I, it's, 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 it's not a matter of effort. It's not a matter of wanting to do it. It's a, simply a matter of not doing it. People do fail at things, even when they try hard. Like Albert Almora, I don't question how hard Albert plays. I question his ability. He right. didn't he didn't not catch the ball from Jose Martinez because he didn't want to catch it. He caught it cuz he's too fucking slow to get to it. That's why it, he didn't catch it. He took it. a
1: bad route. And
0: I don't Joe can do a lot of things. He can't tell the center fielder to run faster. He just can't do it. I, this whole idea that you need some hard ass that they if if somebody can can show to me that they don't they don't do enough they don't work hard enough i still wouldn't believe that then i could say all right fine maybe you need a different voice in there but all you're going to do you're simply going to get a different manager you're not going to get a better manager you're going to get a different one
1: well the i the idea of the hard-ass grizzled baseball manager that's that's all passed but name one and they get fired immediately let um, bring Dale Spain back. Right. You can, you know, like, that's not a thing. I don't think the Cubs ever lacked effort, but they did lack focus a lot of times. And I, I those are two separate things, although they're very easy to conflate. Um, I don't think the Cubs ever did not try or did not hustle, but there were just too many games where they just didn't seem totally locked in. They would make silly errors. The air, the air outs on the base pads, we've gone over and over, you know, just like that. That's sort of like five degrees of focus they didn't have. But I sort of wonder, now you can pin that on Madden and I do somewhat, but I sort of wonder if the front office didn't lay the tracks for that by not extending it, by making it clear that this was going to be his last year. Because if you know the manager's lead is done you know yeah, you can, how does that how does that not sort of affect how his message gets through
0: and i think uh, part of the one of the things pacoda got right was the idea that the not the having a pitching staff that can't strike guys out impacts you a lot of ways and it, one thing it directly impacts i i know for a fact is the cubs defensive metrics compared yes. to 2016 Part of the reason they make more errors now is because they have more balls they have to field. Right. Because they're not, they don't strike out people, certainly not at the rate of 2016 and not at the rate of most other teams. And I wonder how many times did a Cub defender in 2016 get bailed out of not paying attention or not knowing what to do because Jake Arrieta just decided he was going to strike fourteen guys out that day and Jorge Soler never had to actually go field a fly ball when he's like, <laughs> Holy shit, I just missed three pitches. Right. So there is some of that too. You built you built a team that was going to be more reliant on its defense than it had been in years past. And while and the infield
1: defense still grades out pretty good. Yes. Um it's like fifth in defense defensive efficiency. The outfield defense does not and that's with half a season or whatever it was of supposedly a great center fielder, Albert O'More, although he doesn't grade all that highly this year. No. Um, and then you've he
0: played, played the last two months with...
1: An absolute lumberjack of an outfit. Right.
0: you got a catcher in left, and your right fielder's in center, <laughs> and then whatever Castellanos is, is in right.
1: Wow.
0: So and his uh, defense, he almost, he almost got through the whole season without his defense completely costing them. Until but, then, the Cardinals happened.
1: And it right, happened. and they seem to find every flaw that the team has. Um, this is obviously going to be the debate as soon as the World Series is over. I am I seem to be the only one, but I am on team not re-signing Castellanos. Uh, unless you can invent a new position for him. Or you're going to play both him and Schwarber and left.
0: Yeah, the only the only way you create room for him is if you trade Schwarber.
1: Right. So then you, make any you
0: give up the younger, cheaper left handed version.
1: Well he's of, only younger but he's only younger by a year, well, but he is cheaper.
0: Okay. You get the um, you get the shorter, squattier, right, left handed hitting, cheaper version of Castellanos in a season when you're gonna have to spend money on pitching again. Part of the part of the the well, the biggest part of the issue with this team getting worse over the last couple of years falls on the fact that the Cubs cannot for the life of them develop any pitching at all Mm -hmm. and this whole master plan which is we draft the hitters we go sign pitchers then as the hitters start to get older and more expensive we backfill with all these hot young arms we're going to bring up and it's like oh shit that didn't happen now we have to keep paying the hitters more because they're getting older and they're going through arbitration and we have to go find
1: pitchers to pay
0: and that's what that's what got them in that and they can say everything they want about how they promoted jason mcleod and they they put him in a role where he can train better to be a general manager they got him out of the fucking way is what they did because he's in charge of player development and the pitchers are not developing and a lot of the players aren't developing they Mm -hmm. promoted him out of the job so they could find somebody else to do that job Mm -hmm. they did not promote him because he did such a great job that they that he deserved that reward, they just got him out of the way.
1: They also put him in position in case Jed Hoyer gets hired somewhere else and they can put him in as Theo's stooge, yeah, to do whatever it
0: is. I like Jed, Jed seems like an awesome guy. I don't know what Jed does, no, I don't know that, Jed, no don't know that Jed, Jed knows does. what Jed does, so it's gonna be hard to miss him,
1: when right? He's gone. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I'm glad they're reorganizing, though. I, I mean, this isn't like the Hawks. They, they seem to recognize the problem. At least they uh, recognize that there is a problem. Right. And, and and they would make the argument that with like both Wicks and their pitching lab that they're starting to turn that around, and I'll, I'll give it another season. Let's see if, if both Wicks end up being as effective as they as they were. But they yeah. will they but. will admit
0: that what has fucked up the last two years is that they had they had those years of development where nobody developed. No, they, they couldn't they couldn't get an inning out of guys coming right. up out of the system, and it caused them to have to go shopping for pitching when they did not plan to do that.
1: And they're going to, have to do it again. I mean they don't they don't have.
0: Well, they have to do it again, and they're going to have to do it. It's going to be the most. They need more of it than they have before. They're going right. to to spend more money than before on it. And it, the weird thing is, they have this. So early in the season, when you was really struggling, Mike and Kyle and I talked about. Um, you know, he has the option after this season, mm-hmm. and he'd had such a terrible first year. He was hurt, and he you know, and wasn't then he good. wasn't pitching well in year two. I I said, you know, one of the things he may actually opt out, and quit. and I wasn't joking about it. Well, then you would have never dreamed that he would pitch so well in the second half that he may look at his contract and go, shit, I can get more money than this.
1: Not at 33.
0: Well, I don't think he's going to do it, but he certainly put himself in a position where it's at least a conversation him and his agent are going to have.
1: Yeah. Especially if he's like, not happy here, which I don't don't know.
0: I think the thing that I think, I think he got comfortable and he got good. So he's right going to stay but he was so good that there at least has to be the temptation of right to hmm.
1: see um but at 33 you're not getting better than four more years at 20 million no, if per you're his, if you're
0: his agent and you advise him it's malpractice because <laughs> yeah. he's already had tommy john disease they, he missed a start late in the season with forearm tightness right um you know he so no he should just stay so that's but it, it, that saves the Cubs from having to go find four starting pitchers if he somehow left well good luck with that i mean
1: to me they only are gonna find one
0: yeah you're not gonna be able to find you're not gonna be able to go shopping can, for three they're bringing really
1: tachana and Lester back and but you need someone to slot right in the middle oh, there true. yeah right and okay so the the luxury tax threshold goes up a little but i i wrote about this their their flexibility isn't if it's the same and they can't go over the highest um, threshold, whatever the whatever the double secret number is. You know, with their arbitration guys, they aren't they don't really have that much room to sign more than one or two guys. No, and
0: people always go, Well, they're gonna they're gonna clear Hamill's salary and they're gonna clear Zobra's salary. Well, they well, spent Zobra's salary. They
1: spent Zobras's money. That's
0: Kimbrel. So you can scratch that one off.
1: It's about Fifteen to twenty million in raises and just arbitration because Contreras is arb, Bryant's arb, Baez's arb, Schwarber is arbitration, Hendrix's extension kicks in, so he goes from seven to thirteen million. Worth every penny. Uh, not to not to, not to criticize. Yeah, he's still a value even with. Um, so they either have to come up with a plan where they can tell the Ricketts, yeah, we're only going to be over this thing you know, the luxury tax threshold for a year. I don't know how they're going to do that with all the deals they have to sign. Or uh, they're just not going to, it's just not going to be that active a winner even when it kind of has to be. And the free agent class sucks. Yes. Even if Strasburg opts out, which I've seen that he he might. Beyond that, it, you know, I mean, to get Strasburg to leave D.C., you have to offer him $30 million a year. Yeah.
0: And there's... There's Garrett Cole who is nowhere already, near Already he's
1: already an Angel. Like he he's like underneath his Astros jersey <laughs> is an Angels jersey. Like he's all he's already going home. Like everyone's everyone seems to say that. So that's not happening. Yeah, I mean that's the guy I'd go get. But uh that's again that's 30 million a year. Yeah, he's not in there. Even if they even if he was open to it, he's not
0: they can't afford him. They can't mm-hmm. slide him in.
1: Right. Unless they get some unless they get the opposite unpredictable spike up that they got last year where they got their unpredictable spike down and they had to like limit the payroll.
0: Well, maybe, you know, right, right about the beginning of the winter meetings, crane comes running into the office and he's like, Hey, we've got, we just got distributed on every TV cable and satellite network in the country. (laughs) Hot damn. Let's go. The problem with that is it's going to be opening day and they're still not going to be on 80% of them because that's just how this
1: works. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, what's more likely? They get distributed on all or none. the outlets or none? Ugh.
0: It's That's going to be the... Yeah,
1: yeah I, I mean, I don't even, I, want, we I, even if that it's later. not a raging success, we'll obviously get more money from this than they were getting from Comcast Sports where they had to share everything with the other three boobs in town um but yeah i you know if they if they think they're gonna get well the dodgers aren't on anywhere either but they already got the money right the
0: dodgers get that cash regardless
1: right it doesn't matter it honestly doesn't matter to the dodgers if they're distributed nowhere everywhere they already got the money that's the network's problem yep
0: and their fans problem (laughs) <laughs> whatever and so they now don't they don't seem to mind well no they're gonna they, they almost drew four million fans this year so <laughs> right that'll teach them a lesson you best you better get that you better get your channel distributed on my cable thing or i'm gonna have to personally pay and come to 35 games this year <laughs> right and they're like oh that's right we'll work extra hard to get on yeah cable we're gonna system. really force these deals Chachi, through here's here's a coupon for half off a of dodger dog
1: <laughs> we'll see you tuesday which sucks. Dodger dogs are so bad. <laughs> oh my god, they're so gross. Um yeah, I you know, I'm I'm trying to re reset the mindset. Um, you know, and no longer think of the Cubs as baseball glitterati or a member of the of the higher echelon. You know, I, I'm trying to think of them as chasing again. Um it's hard because it was so fun when they were always mentioned above the with the luminaries but they're just they're just not now uh, I, I, I I'm worried about Theo I you know those Red Sox rumors are not gonna stop just because he says oh yeah it's not true okay it wasn't true when he was coming here either um I don't you know I I know the if he were to leave the rickets went out and got the top guy available last time are they gonna do it again e- you know they should do what the daughters do and just go get the Tampa Bay guy uh, that's, that seems to work for them. Just Whoever's running the Rays, go get them. Yep. Just give, just bring them here and say, okay, whatever you did with the Rays, do it here, except we'll pay the guys. Yeah, we'll I mean, we'll the, actually pay your players. The, and people will come to the games.
0: The Theo rumor is just talk until... It's not. Until John Henry offers him some ownership. Right. Then it becomes
1: real. When it becomes real.
0: If he's willing to do that, I don't know that he is, then Theo goes from... It becomes very easy for him to go, nope, been there, done that, too. Oh well, I'd like to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and then if you're turning over everything to Jed Hoyer, well, we we've, we've seen that movie.
0: Yeah, then Theo immediately starts trading with him. <laughs> you're <right>. Hey Jed, <laughs> I got a few ideas I want to run by
1: you. <laughs> Jed, right. hang up,
0: Jed. Hang, hang up the phone, Jed. That was uh, one of the one of the funny things that. Steve Stone said back when he was a cub broadcaster was at the time said, if the Atlanta Braves call, hang up the phone, hang up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If they call you do not just hang up.
0: Don't trade with them. It's not going to go well. It's
1: not going to go well. So that should be, that'll
0: be Jed's. uh, It'll be a post-it note on Jed's phone.
1: But overall, I agree with you. Hang up. I, I refuse to sit here and say the window is closed. There are just too many good players here to say, this team can never win a World Series again with these with these good players. Yeah. I mean If not... you start, if you if you went to any GM and said, "Okay, you're going to start your team with Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber, Contreras, Bryant, Hendricks, and Darvish," let's let's just call those seven. Yep. You're going to start with this. Every GM would say, "Okay, good, fine, yes, yeah." I got some bad. I got I got some little ugly contracts, but that's okay. I can take this, add to it and we can make a very good team.
0: Well, and they only have they only have one bad long contract right now. Just Jason Hayward, Hayward. just Hayward. Because the other guys Jarvis's
1: contract will get bad, but it's not now. Yes. Um although with his eight pitches, he might always be able to figure out how to get hitters out. Like he might like okay, there's going to come time when he's only throwing like 91, but because he throws it every which way, he'll just be like okay, I'm going to do this now.
0: Well, really, the uh, only the only positive Kimbrel brought this year was he taught Darvish how to throw the knuckle curve
1: in like ten you, minutes. Yes,
0: and you went <laughs> fucking crazy with it, and it became the best pitcher in the National League. It's like right. It's like all right. I don't know if that was worth forty three million dollars, Craig, but that was worth something.
1: It was worth something.
0: Now let's let's work on the uh, stick straight ninety four mile an hour fastball at the top of the zone. Let's let's try to avoid
1: that. Well. See, I, I would argue that it, it's got to be at the top of the zone because he doesn't throw quite hard enough to get by people low in the zone. Yeah, anymore. but when Yachty
0: catches up to it and hits it 450 feet... Then it's
1: not 96 miles an hour or you've tipped it off somehow. Yeah, there was something bad.
0: Well, Yachty was sitting on that pitch.
1: Right. And he didn't miss it. He didn't miss it. I hate that fucking guy. Ah, so much. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm, if there's one GM in town... Who I trust to not overreact and do something stupid, it would be Theo. Because I I mean, you'll listen to any offer and and if you get an offer for Contreras, you simply can't turn down, fine. But you know, everyone's like, Oh yeah, Contreras is the one who's gotta go. He swung at everything this week. He's not that good of a catcher. Uh, do you know how many catchers there are with like a nine hundred OPS? Yeah, it's like two, right? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I mean, you just you just don't you just don't send those away.
0: No, not unless you get You have to – there's something you really want, and you feel like the best chance to get it is Wilson. That's the deal you consider. You're not – some people are acting like it's a guarantee he's gone. They're just going to shop around. This isn't the – these aren't the Jim Hendry days when you've got players you just have to get rid of, and you'll take anything for them. That's not going to
1: happen. If I offered you – if I told you it was Contreras for Byron Buxton, what would you say to that?
0: No, because as a guy who's had Byron Buxton on his fantasy league for years, that fucker is never on the field. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> he right. he has, got, I swear to God, I think, bill of health. I think his name is Byron Buxton 60-day IL. Because I <laughs> never I never see the end of that name without that next to it.
1: Right. But, I mean, I'm trying to figure out the center field problem here. There is nothing on the free agent. There is no center fielder you're going to sign. That's going to help you unless you think like Cameron Mabin is that guy. And he's yeah,
0: they're going to have to identify somebody they're going to get in a trade.
1: Right. They got to no, find someone. There is no
0: free agent to shop for. Es- right. Especially if you're going to try try to fix center field and lead off with one person. There is no I'm so sick of available. this
1: fucking lead off debate. Just put Rizzo or O'Brien up there and be done with it. It's not like if you move Rizzo up there full time. You're not gonna have a fucking run producer hitting fourth. You've got five of these guys. Like, no matter you can take those five guys, throw them up there in any order one through five, and it doesn't matter. Like, you'll get the same fucking production. Like, are you like like, oh, we want to bat Schwarber sixth? Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this. Like, like that, that is such an overblown debate because they've made it so. Like, they keep they keep making this joke. And they have fucking t shirts about it. Anthony Rizzo's greatest like, Okay, then just fucking leave him there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's awkward as hell. Yeah, he's incredibly slow. He gets on base. He seems to love the job. Whereas Jason Hayward they put up there and all he did was pout. So, like, just put Rizzo there and I don't care. Hell, if you and if you want a base dealer, put Brian back in the cryogenic chamber <laughs> for the winner. And then he can steal you some fucking bases. I don't care. We can't because
0: he he doesn't know how to slide.
1: Right, because they forgot to teach him how to slide.
0: So it turns out he was not too tall to play third base. He's too tall to slide.
1: Well, he might be. Is that knee problem going to get any better with him bending over every pitch? I'm curious. I don't know. Like, I mean, like the idea, oh, we have to go out and get a leadoff hitter. Okay, who's that? Who is it? Who's out there? Please, I want to know.
0: Well, if you're going to move him, move him now when he's still fast enough and you play him in center field.
1: Bryant? Yeah. No. I no, keep... no, no, no. I no. guarantee he could do it. I mean, I have no doubts that he could. He could, he probably looked like Hayward out there, which is, like, barely fine. Um, Yeah, so I mean, so when you end, I, like, like, if you get a leadoff hitter this this winter, great. Okay, so you're, gonna,
0: so you're going to move him to the left. Which means you get rid of, so now you get rid of Cassianos and Schwarber, and you have to play, what, Bodie at third base every day?
1: No, I haven't suggested that. I'm not because moving Because he can't
0: him. bend over?
1: No, I'm, I'm not saying. Moving him, I'm not moving him to third base yet.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. If you, if it's inevitable, he's got to go to the outfield, then that opens a pretty big hole somewhere
1: else. I think that's one of the problems that Theo Epstein put off until after his contract is over. <laughs> He seems um, to put
0: a lot off till after his season. Yeah. is over.
1: Well, look, we know that this is it. There's two more seasons. He's always – he was that guy when he came here. He said, like, well, 10 years with a team is is long enough. We got – you know, it's good for the team. It's good for me to change up leadership, get a new voice in here, get a new pair of eyes in here. So that's what's going to happen after the 2021 season. Now someone else got to come here and resign all those fucking free agents.
0: Well, it would seem like – hopefully they've had this discussion, but I guarantee they haven't. But they need to have it soon where his boss – presumably his boss i don't know who's in charge of is he rickett's boss or is rickett's his boss but they need to sit down and Ricketts needs to tell him all right right now all of our best players and you expire on the same day right and we you have to fix that right now we have there needs to be a plan in place so that we don't lose everybody at the same time
1: well, there's the, only so the, much you can do because we know Brian's not going to sign. No, Brian's not going
0: to sign. Contreras
1: is a good sign, right? He's Boris, too, isn't he? So you have to decide.
0: Basically, the guy they can if they're the guy they can sign is Hobby, right? And they need to figure out what they're going to do with a 32 year old Rizzo when his contract's up. They don't have to offer it to him now, but they have to have a plan, right? And I can't imagine that there's any. If I'm Theo, I don't have to make that plan. Because I, right. don't, I don't plan to be there.
1: <laughs> I'm not going so to like, be here. I'm not
0: going to worry about that. You guys worry about that. Right. But that's where the boss has to come in and say, all right, you know, hopefully, you hopefully come you're going to stay. But if you don't, we have to figure this out right now. What's right. what's our strategy for dealing with the Armageddon of everyone walking out the door right. on the last day of the 2021 you, season?
1: You would, you would come to Theo now and you'd say, I'm going to throw two years more on your contract for all the money in the world. Yep. But you got to solve this, and if you're not going to take this contract, then I'm going to go find someone who's going to solve this. I think you go to him and
0: you just give him Todd's share of the team,
1: <laughs> right? Because what's Todd doing with it? When
0: Todd Todd's got a Todd's got a jail stint to serve, so <laughs> Major League Baseball is going to suspend him. You just give him that part of it when Todd comes back. You say, "Sorry, we gave it to
1: Theo." is why we gave it to Theo.
0: Now I, I'm I'm sorry, Todd, but when go uh, when, ride your bike. When, when our kids are on the playground together you' your kids are gonna have to explain to their friends that you don't own as much of the team as I do anymore because we gave it to Theo Epstein.
1: right <sighs> uh, I mean it's a mess but it's not an unfixable mess. no it they, feels that way now because of how we, dramatic this this um, collapse was but it's not you know it's it's really just a, a couple here and there fixes. And they could be 95 wins or better again.
0: Well, one of the things you'd miss by not watching the game tonight is that about five minutes ago, Uh Schwarber and Hayward came within about six inches of
1: reenacting
0: the uh, Arizona outfield collision.
1: Oh, goody. Yes. That would have been the perfect capper. As it would.
0: This time, I'm sure both of them would have blown out their (laughs) ACLs.
1: Well, if that had happened, Castellanos could just go to the bank now. (laughs) You could just be like, all right, I'm... I just gonna go cash my seventeen million or whatever I'm gonna get next year, um, but at least it didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. Uh, oh man, I, my throat hurts. You know, I've I've thought about this podcast like for days, and what I wanted to say, and I don't even know if I've gotten all of it out. Uh, it's just so thorough because it should not it should not be like this. It's just so thoroughly disappointing, and. We knew the bullpen would be like this. We knew the offense would be like this. But to me, that to me, Lester and Quintana being this bad, and then shoving Hamels out there when he clearly had nothing, you know, is just so unforgivable. Like that, that that shouldn't have happened. Like Lester, okay, he's thirty five, thirty six. He's got all those miles. You can kind of see, like, all right, last year he's getting hit pretty hard. Quintana's thirty one years old. There's no way. He should he should be finishing up like this. No, and uh,
0: especially since early in the year he had a stretch where you thought, all right, he's yeah. got it, he's got it figured out, and then it went away.
1: It just went away um, so bad, <laughs> so badly.
0: So I thought it was it was funny. Um, you know, the offense obviously did was, did not yep. bathe itself in glory down the stretch, but it did not, as a lot of people have accused them of, it did not reenact last year's. One, run of ones and zeros.
1: No, he but never
0: did. On, uh, but Cap retweeted somebody who pointed out they had this stat that was just going to wow everybody.
1: 14.9%, right, 14.9% of, the runs.
0: of the runs were against the Pirates, which then Sahadev immediately <laughs> tweeted, <laughs> Well, Kendall
1: Scored 15.3. And the Brewers right?
0: scored like 15.8 against the Pirates. Right. Everybody scored 15% of their runs against the Pirates. So shove that.
1: Stat I, in I, I bet Cap really thought he was on to something. Too. He did. He
0: thought that was the. That, that, he had the secret tapes from Watergate. He was right.
1: smoking gun.
0: <laughs> he probably didn't even bother to get out of the shower to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited, and within thirty seconds, it had been completely debunked. Right. Like, oh. So uh, um, one of the what's already sport is where does Joe Madden go next? And um, Ken Rosenthal's it, rumor is, or trying to connect dots that um, he'll go to the back to the Angels. And I think that's perfect because then Joe can shove his dad's hat down his pants again, which we know he loves to do. He can do it every day next year.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he can do it with a pretty mediocre team. Um, there's another question that they're going to have to answer, and I'm afraid of what they might actually do given precedent. To me, it would be an absolute mistake to just shove Nico Horner into the starting second base job because that's what you did with all the prospects who didn't work. Uh, and now Albert Almora and Ian Happ and Addison Russell don't have Cubs futures. You know, Addison Russell shouldn't have had one for other reasons, but they don't. You know, Nico Hunter's never played a AAA. He's had a barely ass. He's a double A. Yeah, it's been exciting, but you know, can you really just turn the job over to him? But if you think he's eventually going to take it in June or July, well, then you can't really come up with a permanent solution in second base because then he's blocked.
0: No, and I think so.
1: You have to like as, you have to like find another Descalso or Bodie to take the job for two months, but then you're stuck if Horner hits two thirty in Iowa.
0: I would I would say that's exactly what they're going to do. Discalso okay. it's they're going to they're going to start the season with Descalso and Bodie sharing second base, and if Nico struggles at Iowa, they're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. But they, he has to be. He played. He's he played well enough during the minor league season that he clearly was on their radar to be the second baseman sometime next year. Mm-hmm. And he, he he didn't he certainly did not look overmatched in his time in the big leagues. He's got things he needs to work on, but he didn't do anything up here where like holy shit this dude can't play. But in fact, no. the opposite. People should be very optimistic about him. So I don't think their plans changed. And I, there's there's a benefit to having him spend April in Iowa, even if you don't think he needs the development, which is you get back the service time that you burned on him this over these last couple of weeks, which doesn't take very long to catch up with. So I would guess the plan is exactly that he comes to spring training, unless he hits 800 in Arizona, he's going to, he's, he's going to be sent down to work on his defense. Right. And then hopefully he hits well and he forces his way back as soon as possible. But I think even if they were, I think even if they hadn't, if he hadn't come up the last two weeks, I doubt they were going to go out and find a "quote unquote" permanent solution at second base because I think they felt like it, he was coming anyway.
1: Well, that's that's fine with me because that's more money you can devote to a starting yes, pitcher. Right. You should not be spent,
0: you should not be spending money on a second baseman. Yeah, you have, you have to be able to solve that spot. There there have to be spots in the field you solve on the cheap, and that should be one of them. Of course, they still have the great Addison Russell, so they yeah. can just plug him in there. Because I, I think he's like a somehow he's like a cockroach. All the other guys will be gone, and then they'll look over and go, "Oh shit, he's still here."
1: Yeah, yeah, although they, they, although still, they still sort of forget. Well, they they, they
0: they completely disappeared him after he gets hit in the head. They let him run for himself. He scores, <laughs> and then he disappears. You right. never see him again.
1: Um, I'm just I'm looking at this free agency class. It's so bad. There's just nothing here. I mean, they're gonna have to trade. They're gonna have to make a trade of some kind. But like, if you don't trade one of the five guys, you know, you you don't have a lot to offer teams. So I, I'm curious what they. I mean, I'm very interested to see what they do about that because they need someone. In center. I mean, that, I they may go with the lumberjack outfield again. Um,
0: well, yeah, it, it's one of those things where if you look and you can't you can't acquire a center fielder that's worth a shit. You don't just go get a bad one because right. you need one. That's that's the old way the Cubs did it. You already have was... a
1: bad one. His name's Jason Hayward. <laughs> so you
0: might you're already paying him. So he right. might as well continue to he might as well continue out there.
1: I mean, he's such a roadblock and I I don't like, you know, saying this stuff about him because he seems like a genuine dude. Uh, but he's a roadblock. He he's absolutely faded in September. They needed him to hit when Bryant was on one leg and Rizzo's on a pogo stick and Bayez is in there and he didn't do it. He's got a seven seventy OPS in a year where everyone's got an eight hundred OPS. And if he weren't there, if he were movable in any way, yeah, then you could sign Castellanos. And you could go find a real center fielder and be done with it. Uh, but they can't do it. Like they they have to account for him being on the team.
0: The that- you really can whittle their their current dilemma down. And, and as I said, this Addison Russell is pinch running. His
1: name me. is basically Brian Bickle.
0: <laughs> the, it's two things. It's the, it's the inability to develop their own young pitching, and it was signing Jason Hayward. Those are yeah. the two biggest problems that they currently face. They, they let a four-game sample in the NLDS convinced them that he was the perfect player at the perfect time for the park and for the position they needed. And even at the time, when they paid him, it was like, how can you pay that guy that much money? Yes, you would love to have him on your team, but not with a full no trade and an average of $21 million a year that doesn't make any sense, but they did it anyway. And it's fucked them from the very beginning.
1: I think they thought he would hit just enough to opt out he would take that opt out that they have that it has, yeah, It has It had an opt out after two or three years. He's got
0: one after this year too, but
1: yeah. He well, because sure unless he, he's the, unless he's the nicest guy in the world, he's not taking that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he got enough. I forget what it was. I think it was based on at bats. He easily got enough to, to trigger that. But yeah, he's not going anywhere, and he's not even gonna. He doesn't even have
1: to think about it. No. You know his. But, see, if he's playing right field, he still does a lot for you. Like, he's still a very good right fielder. Even if, he, if he's a very good right fielder and a league average hitter, that's a player worth having. Especially with, you know, he's, he's one of the few good base runners they have. And I don't know how to quantify it, but he, he seems to carry a presence in the lo- in the clubhouse. And that counts for something. I don't know how much. Yeah. I mean, but if it, you're playing him in center, now you've got... A barely league average hitter and a slightly below league average defender. Well, that's a nothing. That's 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 an absolute nothing you have there.
0: You know the 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 locker room speech in Game Seven was worth a lot.
1: So overblown. But it was not worth so overblown. It's not
0: worth that. And had if they hadn't had Hayward and they had a right fielder who actually hit, well, they probably win the World Series in five games. (laughs) There's no rain delay. There's no rain delay speech. Right. Um, and ironically well, I don't want to give away Monday's column, which is basically already written in my head, but the it became amazingly it became fashionable to bash the best manager the cubs have had since the nineteen thirties during the game where they actually won the World Series yes that the eighth from the eighth inning of that game on Joe apparently is a complete idiot
1: well, I was a, one of them. Well, I mean, just, I was one of, I was, no, what, I was, I was bashing him from game six. He
0: did things to deserve to get criticism, but people have just never, it's, it's never, as though he, everything he did, they don't win the World Series without Joe, because
1: they're not no, there. No, they don't. And it's as, not as if, there. it's
0: as if that completely devalued everything that he ever did, which never a, made any fucking sense.
1: On a much smaller scale, it was like on Monday night when everyone was bitching about Mitch Trubisky as he was driving the Bears for a touchdown. <laughs> Well, it's that... like he completed every throw in that drive. I'm like, ah, oh, that's another inaccurate throw. Like he had to reach for that. <laughs> oh, this guy's never any really good. And like three minutes later, he's throwing the Taylor Gabriel in the end zone. So, okay, it's well, like, you, like he 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 led the team on a touchdown drive. I'm pretty sure that's the point of the
0: operation here. Yeah, yeah. You joke about that, but in an hour. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's all I'm going to hear for an hour.
1: Oh, is your Kyle is has your...
0: already? I guarantee you, Kyle has already. He, I, I could see on Twitter today he's already pulling stats for tonight to show what a schlub Mitch really was, even though the media would tell you he played well.
1: He had a 116 QB rating. <laughs> like, I mean, I I watched. I you know I see I see the throws that weren't quite in the right spot, but it's not like you want to see a guy who couldn't who was really missing his receivers. He was on the other side of the yeah. field. He kept throwing at the ha ah, Clinton Dix.
0: Yeah. It could be worse. You, it could be Case Keenum.
1: I feel like. And this is a problem that comes too that, okay, maybe the ship has sailed on Mitch being great, but that doesn't automatically mean he's bad. Like when like like oh well he's not going to be this guy so he's, he must be bad. No, there's there's a lot of levels between that. Uh, but no one no one no one you're either great you're elite everyone loves that word or you suck. Wow. That's just how it is.
0: The the thing that is going to haunt mitch forever is something he can't he could never we can't control. do anything about yeah and it's that they traded up to get him in a draft when patrick mahomes was there
1: okay seven
0: picks later
1: that's lovely and all and i know my memory has been shot through drug use and drinking but when that draft rolled around now i don't remember too many people saying the Bears should draft trubisky i don't remember anybody saying they should draft patrick mahomes i never even heard his name i didn't know who he was well, I here, never I never heard right. – I didn't see one football writer. But here's the like, thing.
0: You are not an NFL general manager
1: mm-hmm.
0: whose sole purpose that offseason was to fix the quarterback spot. Right. And who compared – even if they had taken Deshaun Watson instead, which was a guy that was rumored, they would be in much better shape than they are. But that's a different podcast. Brian mm-hmm. Pace fucked that up.
1: I'm and, not the, I'm not a huge Deshaun Watson guy and yet. It's, yes, but he's not Mitch. They picked, don't even. We don't even know what Mitch is. He, I don't want to do your other podcast yeah. for you. But my my thing with Mitch is that his whole rookie year should be stricken from the record.
0: Yes, and I always say that. In fact, it, it's worse than that. It it was harmful to him. It, wasn't it was just, harmful to it, him. Yes. It wasn't just not productive. It actually hurt him because he got he got t- he didn't just. It would be better if he had been not coached. Instead, he was be, poorly coached. Right, and so. And really, it, it, our podcast—it's more about. It could very well be that that the the supposed quarterback offensive guru that they have, is not equipped
1: to do what he needs to do. But see, to me, the, all those all those records are incomplete. But this is your other podcast. That's not why you called. No, that's right. Um, that's a little bonus. It's a little bonus for everybody. That everybody's like, what the fuck? All, was that? All the Discipio heads out there who <laughs> double dipped on your podcast. That's a little preview.
0: I will go in and queue where they can just hit the plus 30 like four times, and they can just go right <laughs> past that.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's left to say about, about the Northside Nine. I, It sucks that they're not even going to be involved in October. It sucks that both the Cardinals and Brewers will be – well, I don't think the Brewers are going to be around very long. About th- three hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be around much longer, to be honest. About three days. Four days. There's a day, uh, Four days, because they'll win the game, Flaherty pitches, and then lose the next three. Um, Because that Braves team is good. And it could have been the Cubs might have made the playoffs and gotten swept by the Braves. I don't know. You know, and we'd probably still be having all these conversations because they only would have won 89 games. Um, I hope no one yells at Pakoda ever again, like it's a person. But it's it's like, al-
0: it was already wrong. 79 wins, It comes blue past that by, what, three?
1: They could easily have ended up with 79 wins this year. They absolutely easily could have ended up with... But that's not the, what the status is. If the Pirates the... hadn't quit, <laughs> if, you, if you plugged in something to Pakoda to factor for the Pirates absolutely quitting after the, after the uh, All-Star break, Pakoda probably spits out the 83 or 84 wins they have now.
0: Well, the the problem with Pakoda is more, the guys who used to work there, who were really good at that stuff. All got hired. Don't work there anymore. Right. <laughs> so it's, a, that the site is a shell of itself, and the way they analyze numbers is not as good. Yeah. And, because not only did it happen, I mean, it was had in last place, right? It actually had the Reds and Pirates both finishing ahead of them. I mean, it was, it was like the ultimate indignity. <laughs> uh yeah but what a a week but when they had to defend it the things they defended it with all came true and it was you know an old
1: contact
0: dependent rotation is not going to work in 2019 and it didn't so they they do deserve a pat on the back for that
1: and a walk heavy bullpen that doesn't strike out that many guys is also an even bigger disa- recipe for disaster, and it was. Um, so yeah, I mean they they probably have to remake the bullpen again. I mean it's absolutely negligent how they went into the, the yes. bullpen they went into the season with. Well, and that's why if well
0: we don't they're going to have at least some money to spend, and hopefully they. More than just what clears off the books, minus the raises. Right,
1: but you can get a good reliever for like three million Last
0: last year, they they couldn't even. We knew they couldn't shop at the top tier, but they also couldn't shop in the middle tier. (laughs)
1: Right,
0: that's how you end up with Danny Descalso and Brad Brock and Xavier Cedeno. That that's why I say I look at that and I am like, that's where I come with the word punt. Yeah,
1: because (laughs) okay, that's fair. Because had had they just said,
0: all right, you you don't have you don't have ten million dollars to spend, you have twenty five. Fill your holes with that. But they clearly didn't have that much. They were having a clear salary just to get the few guys that they got. If they're allowed at least to compete for mid-tier free agents, then you count on the scouting acumen of the front office to identify those guys that have a chance to be better than they've been before. But when they can't shop for those guys, like they couldn't last year, and they're left with just whatever is left, that's how you end up with this mm-hmm. mess that they had at some pretty key spots on their roster.
1: Let's see. You can have what's left of Dylan Batances, which is less and less as each day goes yeah, by. Yeah, he's got body parts falling <laughs> off every, every time he uh, goes to the bullpen. Let's see. Kenley Jansen can he opt out. That's going to be too expensive. Oh, man. There's a lot of shit here, too. Uh, whatever. You can find a reliever, right? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be. There's got to be. You just find Arthur. one.
0: There got to be a couple more Wicks out there somewhere.
1: With somewhere some
0: spelling, there should be like a W Y C H.
1: <laughs> you can have Craig Stamen; he was good this year. You can have sign him for a year for three million dollars and be done with it. Well, and
0: that's the thing. There is also an art in that because relievers are so fungible and up and down. Where there is guys on that list who we look at like, oh god, that guy's fucking terrible. But two years ago, you would have looked at Craig Stamen on that list and went, Craig Stamen, who the fuck's gonna sign that guy? Right. So there is. You know, this is where the big yeah. brains. This is where Jetty and Teddy's big brains are supposed to come in handy. Jetty <laughs> and Teddy, but they don't come in handy if they come up with an idea and it's like, oh, we can't, we can't even afford that guy, right? And we don't yeah, know I how mean, much of that happened.
1: Ian writes about this all the time. You find some guy, you bring him in, you teach him a cut fastball, or you teach him a knuckle curve, or you teach him how to get a couple more miles an hour on velocity. Like if, if your scouts say, look, I feel like if this guy. Learned how to throw this pitch, he could be something. And you bring him in, and he throws that pitch, and he has a year or two of some two point eight zero ERA where he strikes out thirteen guys per nightings for no reason. And then you you let him go off, and he's terrible. Like you let him go get paid, and then he's terrible. He's Brandon Morrow, basically. Well, um, now
0: that's an interesting. You know, Brandon Morrow has a he has an option. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet he maybe does. Maybe they should extend. Maybe they. Should I, got, exercise I got an on. option
1: for him too. <laughs> I, saw him it, I saw that I saw it on him. the list.
0: And I just shook my head. Like, a, <laughs>
1: yeah, like, like, they were counting on him. Like before the season, like, oh well. At least they told people when well, they couldn't afford. It. They're like, oh well, we'll have Stroke close, and then you know, more. I'll be back at some point, and we'll be fine. Oh, I think they well,
0: really, they really thought he was going to pitch.
1: I don't well, think he that.
0: Did. I don't think that was bullshit. I think they really thought. They were past whatever, but his track record should have told them, and maybe, you know, they're smart, They but the track record said, okay, so even if this injury is behind him, he's got a new one right around the corner So <laughs> He'll find another that one. That he's about to pick up. So, yeah, they, I mean,
1: you
0: know, they didn't, uh, there's just so many things they just didn't do last year.
1: I'm afraid this podcast has gone way too long. So you um, might need to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's an hour.
1: That's too long. People, that's too, people that's too long wallow, to talk about the
0: Well and um, then and then next week we have to talk about the manager. Oh so goody. We got that.
1: Well we'll have Theo's and and God bless him, he gives you a good forty five minutes.
0: Well, I can tell you already, I I'm not gonna believe any of it. Because <laughs> last year you left he left that thinking, all right, shit's gonna change and nothing right. changed.
1: But I don't I don't you, think
0: that was Theo's I do think it was Theo's intention at the time I'm gonna blow this shit up we're gonna fix some things
1: and yeah, then but you don't blow shit up after a season where you won ninety five games. You just don't considering all the things they went through last year and won ninety five games like it's it's kind of just a statistical oddity that they didn't make the NLDS or whatever but this is a season where you're like, okay, well we gotta change something. we gotta add something something's broken here. Yeah, but something uh, was
0: broken. He told us something was broken last year.
1: I don't know that after careful analysis, if he really believed that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really believe that. and He's much smarter than I am. I just like, I just don't see. Well, I like... mean, this, this is, you know, you can't, you can say, okay, yeah, Brian's been hurt. But like now the injuries are part of the story. They're not like an excuse. Like last year was like, well, Brian didn't play. And when he did, he was hurt. Like, okay, that sucks. Now it's like, well, why was Brian playing? Yes. Why was Hamill's pitching? Why did it take a week to get by as an M R I? You know, and there's others. Like, why does this keep happening? Why is Rizzo out there at all? Uh, and that worked. He somehow hit. Well, he could barely stand. Uh so that's that's a question I want to see asked at his postseason news conference. I don't know if it will be. Um, but those are things like that they need to address. They can't have these guys trying to gut it out.
0: Well, one of the things Theo's good at is he, he's good at a lot of things, but he'll give his speech. Then mm-hmm. he'll take a question and he'll give another 30 minute speech Yes, to avoid any of the other questions. And by then, right. the reporters are like, holy shit, we got a lot of stuff. And then We're, they go look I at it so later, and they're, like, already. and they're like, well, wait a minute. The second time, he he basically just said the same stuff he said the first time, except with different words, and we don't have anything more. <laughs> shit, we should ask him some questions. <laughs> I mean, he's good at this, and that's he's, part, that's part of the reason. He's good at
1: this. It's kind of the opposite of the Hawks when they come out, and they don't say anything. And everyone's so damn confused and doesn't care in the first place that they don't get asked any questions either. <laughs> Like, Stan comes out, and he just, like, says literally nothing. Everyone's like, well, what the hell did you just say? And it's like, I don't know. Let's go home. And that's what they do. Um, now the Brewers just clinched. There you go. It's all over. It's officially over.
0: No, and I was thinking that it, I really thought there was still a chance. Brewers yeah, lose five in a row. The Cubs win these last five. Go up to Miller Park. Win that game.
1: Third go place on. team. They're a third place team well, in were, this division.
0: They were a third place team in 2015.
1: They were, but those, but again, and they, they 90, were behind. They, they won two ninety genuinely really good teams. They won
0: ninety seven games and won they won to, 97 went ninety seven games to the NLCS. So that was a little different, I guess.
1: Right? What's, what? that's, that's what's Here's so funny, though. That, wait. Okay. Wait. Stay right there. And that's we gotta we gotta stop. Two thousand fifteen. They win ninety seven games. Go to the NLCS. Considered a wild success. <laughs> Last year they win ninety five games. <laughs> lose that coin flip thing, and it's an immense failure. They will wait a minute. Hang on a second. How does that work? That's context.
0: Well, here's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Only once in the Theo Epstein era did they finish in third place, and the next year, they won the World Series. So I right. expect that to happen again next
1: year. Well, that's the bar they've set. It's so the bar go.
0: we we want. The, one of the we, we will wrap this up after my okay. little, after my little rambling here. But the fact that they're still the fact they've been really good and we're pissed is progress.
1: Oh, it's absolutely progress. I
0: mean, and this is not a team now. The, the way this the way the team is built, the way the franchise is supposedly built that should go more than a year or two ever where they're not in contention. There should be no need to ever do what they had to do before tear it down, start over. No, no. And so I mean, you look at um I was thinking about like 2003. Cubs oh. Cubs come out of nowhere. They win the division. The Uh, Astros and Cardinals both had to sit there and go, what the fuck, how did we finish behind the
1: Cubs?
0: (laughs) Well, the next year, the Cardinals go to the World Series. The year after that, the Astros go to the World Series. Right. But you knew that in that 03 offseason, both those fan bases are like, what the fuck, we've just been passed by the Cubs. (laughs) And clearly, they hadn't been. So just because the Cubs are in third place right now, we know that the Brewers and Cardinals aren't any fucking good. They're just they were they didn't shit down their leg as much as the cubs did this year so the 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 things you have to do to get back to where you were are not as monumental as they feel like right now
1: no i just look like, i'm going to set the bar real low in 2020 i just want to enjoy watching the cubs again because this year was so rarely fun like they just something was always off they were always doing something wrong and they the bullpen would come in and blow it for three weeks. The rotation couldn't get anybody out for the next three weeks. They wouldn't hit for the next three weeks. They would be dumb for the entire time. They would get constantly out on the bases or making errors. Or just like, it's just this, kind of like it always felt like that creature Bart Simpson created that could only vomit. Like it just kind of just kept loafing around and puking. And it just never turned into a prince. I just want to enjoy watching the team again because – this isn't the 2014, like where it was filled with unpleasant right. people. Yep. These are all, for, except for one, from what I can tell, they're all pretty decent guys. They're guys you want to root for. And then, you know, Brian does an interview with Jared Willis. It sounds like a dude's going to hang himself, you know? Like Yeah.
0: The, um, well, and the one guy that you just didn't mention, but we all know who you meant. Right. According to Phil Rogers.
1: That was the reason the, they saw. That was yeah. the
0: reasonable thing. They moved him off shortstop. And I mean, things you, you, just—you
1: you, got to admit that—that that is just brilliance and like uniqueness. Like, like Phil Robertson is like, okay, what can I say well, that the, no one else will say?
0: But the best part of that is that he—that's not the first time he's tweeted it. He so I'm sure some people looked at it and they wanted to give. I don't know why you'd want to give Phil the benefit of the doubt, but some people I'm sure looked at it and said what he means is when Addison turned out to be a shithead last year that was the start of the demise. That's not what he means. That's not
1: what he means at all. Because
0: what He 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 legitimately thinks they fucked up the team when they let Javi stay at shortstop full time instead of putting Russell back there and playing them both, which never made any fucking sense because <laughs> the Cubs actually did try this year to have both of them in the middle infield at the same time and it didn't fucking work because Addison Russell can't play anymore. He just <laughs> sucks.
1: It's just terrible. He's a shitty
0: person and a shitty player. and But Phil, has, that's at least the third time he's tried to torture the win-loss stats to prove a point that is just ridiculous. Not, not provable.
1: Oh, uh, God. Yeah. I mean, whew, what a year. Well, if, what it makes a you, if it makes you feel
0: any better, 2017 was a slog, too. Even though they won 95 games, so it's been two years in a row where it's been kind of 2017.
1: Not, they won 92 or,
0: games, or 2018. The last two years have been a slog to watch. So I agree. Maybe now, being the the defending third place champs, <laughs> maybe next year, the it's 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 yeah. more fun to watch them get back to where they were instead of try to hang on for dear well, life it, to where they are.
1: It's certainly what they have to do, which they clearly didn't last winter is create some sense of urgency. Like, like we have something to chase. We got to get back to where we were. We're bringing in these guys because it wasn't good enough.
0: They shouldn't have to create it.
1: Even though I don't think last season was a disaster. It's some pain out to be. When you don't change anything, you certainly don't create this idea that we have to do better. Yeah. Uh, That won't be the case. Whatever that is, simply by changing the manager, they'll do that. Um, by saying, look, what, what went on here last year is not good enough. We've got to improve. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly won't be boring. Well, yeah, they shouldn't
0: have to create a sense of urgency. They should be being slapped into them right now. Where last yeah. year you could look at and say, well, we played okay down the stretch. The Brewers just caught us.
1: We played 48 straight days.
0: This year you can't say anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, mean, there's no... There's no- yes, the
0: Brewers got hot and kept winning, but you
1: completely well, yeah, but flopped. The Brewers got hot playing the same teams the Cubs did. Yes. The Cubs just decided they weren't going to beat them.
0: Yeah, I mean, we made that point that the the Brewers' schedule was going to be super easy, but they played the same schedule basically as the Cubs. They just play them in right. a different order. The Cubs had managed. The Cubs did not take advantage of the cushy part of their schedule. And now all of a sudden we're having to play the Cardinals seven times in the last week mm-hmm. where the Brewers had already been through all those games. So you couldn't even right. say, well, their schedule was easy. That's why they did it. No, schedule's the same. You just play them. They also kind
1: of got their dicks kicked in by the Cardinals too. I mean, they didn't get swept, but they lost, what, four of six? Yeah, well um, they,
0: yeah, they would have got they the great Ryan Braun. Right. His grand slam off, the, inexplicably, with the Cardinals trying to close with a Class A pitcher. He hit a grand
1: slam, and it was you know. And at the time, we thought that was a good thing. Um, so
0: yeah, I didn't. I at that point, I was I was pretty you, much locked. You kind of knew it was, kinda... it was wild card or bust at that point, and it was bust.
1: Yeah, yeah. My God, my God, my God, man. So bad, so bad.
0: All right. Well, we can. All right. We can That's do it all again
1: it. in a week. We'll have more news. I can't wait. And then we can Can't start wait. getting
0: optimistic about next year instead of pessimistic about this year. And I'm anybody, not getting, uh, anybody who criticizes being pessimistic at the last few podcasts, who who was right?
1: That's it true. Was us. Uh, I'm not going to get optimistic or feeling good until the playoffs are over because it's too painful. Like, you know, because I'm sitting there going, why, why aren't we in this? We're supposed to be in this. Yeah. I just won't uh. see them.
0: So I won't know what happens.
1: <laughs> Uh, I can't help it, though. It's such good television. I mean, I, I won't watch the Cardinals, but I'll, I'll try and watch everything else yeah. when I'm around. I don't make time for it. Let me put it that way. All right. Thank All right. you so much.
0: Yep. Thanks. Talk to you later.